The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Owers from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. Look, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab on He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellick and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Touchback. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey.
It is Tuesday, November 12th, and you're listening and or, and or watching another edition of The Boiler Breakdown. I'm Tanner Lee, along with Evan Webb and Andrew Eiler. Boys, our football team still has a pulse. <laughs> Barely. Hanging on by a thread. Barely, hanging on. <laughs> Barely, but they are still eligible to make a bowl, at least for another week, since they are on a bye week, a much-needed bye week. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get some guys back next week. That would be fun. We can hope. Maybe, but uh, but we're going to recap uh, Purdue win. This is only the uh, fourth time we've done this this year, so <laughs> we'll, we'll take it when we can get it. Uh, they won over Northwestern 24-22, the first win against Northwestern since 2010. Kind of hard to believe we hadn't beat them for nine that years, but we went through a three-year stretch, 2011, 12, and 13, where we didn't play them. So, mm-hmm. of course, that hurt that. But, um, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I was nervous with the way that game started. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was, like, Northwestern's second play of the game? Second play. First, exactly, second their, play. Their first touchdown since, like, September. October 5th, pretty much go, September. Yeah. Uh, first first time they scored more than two touchdowns in September. Yeah, Ky- yeah. Kyrie McGowan, who was a converted wide receiver to running back. And uh, – Purdue had a tough time slowing him down all day long. Yeah, yeah. It was a little frustrating. I was I was pretty disappointed with the defense in the first quarter. I was like, boy, like Purdue's gonna give up forty points to a team. <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know it. It was embarrassing. I mean, they got they got down to a fourteen zero deficit, and that's the last thing you want to do when you're starting a third string walk on quarterback. I mean, I thought going into the game. One of the keys was to get out to a good start mm-hmm. so he wouldn't have to put pressure on himself and throw 100 times, which he ended up throwing uh, 50, 50 passes, <laughs> which is insane. He, but looked, he looked pretty good. He did. Uh, 34 for 50 for 271 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, but, I mean, I don't I don't know what else you can expect out of a third no. walk-on quarterback. And I think the play calling, I mean, I think I think Brom, both Brom, Jeff and Brian Brom, I think, I don't know who's calling the plays, did a really good job of just, it's a lot of quick, I mean, the ball was out of his hand quick, yeah. and then they took their shots at times. I mean, I know Bell had a couple, there was one that he just barely missed, that was, mm-hmm. that he had, he the, had end, the guy yeah. beat a couple, and then O'Connell put a really good ball out there, and it was just, it would have been a really good, great catch, but I mean, I think the play calling was good and they kept kind of right with what O'Connell can do it was good mm-hmm. yeah I agree I thought the play calling was really good and, and on that throw to Bell on that last mm-hmm. series David almost hold that yeah thing it I mean, was, that was real yeah, close I just mean, like an inch or something it, it, he catches yeah. everything <clears throat> and he beat I mean he had his guy beat by like two steps and I didn't I, mean, I know he's like a good athlete and I was like I don't think he's like a burner like on no. Bell like he's gonna run past somebody I think he just just a really good wide receiver. I mean, does, do you think David's going to end up being a freshman All-American? I don't know. How many times I mean, has he been Big Ten Freshman of the Week? This is the third time yeah. this week. Yeah. 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 Might as well name it the David Bell yeah, Freshman of the Week I was award. Say, is he like Big Ten Freshman of the Year at this point? How many touchdowns does he have? I'm trying to think of like him compared to like Rondale's numbers last year. I feel like Rondale's numbers were just stupid. Yeah, I don't think. Were. I don't I didn't think he had that. Head. I thought I saw like three, but I, that was when someone was comparing that may have only been in the Big Ten. Uh, well, I know he scored one against Iowa and at least two against Maryland. Mm-hmm. He had one against Northwestern. Uh, yeah. Okay, he's five five touchdowns or six. Okay. I think he has five five receiving, one rushing. Okay. Well, I know he's among the Big Ten. He is. Uh, he has the most catches, I believe, in the Big Ten. And he's third in yards. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And he's not too far away from being the yardage leader. So he's coming. Is that overall or in Big Ten play? Because I because he kind of came on during Big Ten play. How many? Right? Um, I'm looking at Ron, look, Looking up uh, Rondale stats from last year. How many receptions does Bell have? Uh, sixty-five. Okay. Rondale finished last year with 114 <laughs> catches, uh, 1,258 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Also, he ran for two touchdowns. He broke, like, every freshman. Yeah, record. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you can't expect another freshman. Right. I'm the next year. Compare, cause I, don't, I don't know where the uh, the threshold is to get in, to be a freshman All-American. But I think <clears> David Bell's 14 receptions, 
He had 14 receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown Saturday. I think his 14 receptions is a single-game Purdue record for a freshman, I believe. I think I think I heard that right on the podcast the other day. And did he break? Hmm. Did he break Rondo? Was I was assuming Rondo Moore had that. I think, and I think I think David tied it though uh, earlier this year somewhere. I don't know. I could be wrong mm. about that, but but anyways, he had a good game. I thought Amada Anderson had a good game. Mm-hmm. Nine catches, sixty-seven really yards, game. and a touchdown. Uh, King Daru nine carries for forty-three yards and a touchdown. Purdue now has nineteen straight touchdown. By true freshman or redshirt freshman, mm-hmm. nineteen straight. We'll get to twenty. Yeah, yes. I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> man, nineteen straight. That's just that's just crazy. And and I love how the Big Ten Network and the Big Ten commentators keep bringing it up when they're talking mm-hmm. about Purdue. Because like Jerry Donardo, every time he talks about Purdue, he talks about the injuries and all the freshmen scoring, and he he realizes that the future is really bright. Mm-hmm. I mean. Could we see Purdue be like Northwestern last year in, in the year with some momentum and possibly be ranked next year come uh, week one? I think that's going to depend. Mm. That's going to depend on the quarterback. I mean, if Sindelar comes yeah. back, then he's going to have some hype. I mean, he's kind of a proven. I mean, Jack, I like Homer was kind of coming on and improving, and I'm kind of disappointed that he's not going to get to play the last few games, kind of see where he was, where he's going to end up. But if, if there's a question at quarterback, like if maybe – Maybe not, but if if Sindelar's back, I mean, coming off the hype of of Bell and Rondell, then I mean, I don't know if they'd be ranked, but I could see right there in the in the conference. yeah. It, they it, did, and if they're not ranked, they're gonna have to get off to a good start because yeah, they start off like, at Nebraska, then <clears throat> Memphis at home, and Air Force at home, then at Boston College. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not gonna be easy sledding um, next year, but. Uh, uh, and who knows, Aiden could play really mm-hmm. well here the next two weeks, and his name could be right in the conversation next year yeah. for starting quarterback. Yeah, it's true. I, I sure would love to see Purdue give him a scholarship. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be. I mean, if you go out and you lead two game-winning drives, if we don't have a scholarship games, availability, that's the problem. I, I, we just don't have. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the, that's, th- yeah, that's the, the thing. thing. <clears throat> the thing is, I mean, remember when we lost to Nevada Week One and that kicker. He got a scholarship right after the game. Yeah. I mean, I wish they could do something like that with Aiden. That would have been cool what, Saturday to kind of put the cherry on top. What's So, I mean, talking about, like, Northwestern and their, like, quarterback problems. I mean, like, yeah, they have Hunter Johnson, who's good. O'Connell's from right there in Northwestern. What if Brom's like, sorry, we don't have a scholarship for you. And he's like, fine, I'm going to go to Northwestern. They're all for me. If I could, would he have to sit out? Yeah. Probably. I think I don't know how that works. Out. The NCAA will make it. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's but what the like, NCAA does. I didn't know if walk on and not on scholarship, like how that. Would I think it's still the same rules when when yeah. it applies to transfers. I mm-hmm. think, but heck, I don't know when it comes to the NCAA anymore. I don't know what's a what's yeah. a rule and what's not. What, whatever is beneficial to the players, just pick the other thing, I guess. <laughs> but I'm glad you brought that note up, Andrew, about him leading back-to-back game-winning drives because he's he's the first Purdue quarterback ever to lead. Game-winning drives under two minutes, back-to-back weeks. Ever. First ever. Ever. He's only the second one ever to do it in the same season twice. (laughs) The other was Drew Brees in 2000 when he did against Michigan and Ohio State. That's a pretty good company. I mean, you think about the cradle. I mean, he's the first ever to do it. That's pretty cool. Build the Aiden O'Connell statue. We shouldn't have to come behind. We We were so good then. With all the other quarterbacks, yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I mean, even you know, Greasy and Orton. Dawson, and I'm surprised Orton, like Orton. And even Painter, and I mean, well, Herman. yeah, they just weren't playing close games, I guess. Huh? Yeah, that's crazy. And, and really, it, it, speaking of also a, a milestone in, in playing close games, I saw a stat where JD Dellinger is the first Purdue kicker ever to hit two game-winning field goals in his career. Mm-hmm. Game-winning field I goals under he was a, a kicker like three years ago. Yeah. He did yep. he kick as a true freshman? Yep. And then he he and Spencer Evans split in 2017. Yeah, and, he and then he redshirted. Last yeah, I always forget he redshirted uh-huh. late. He's yeah, been he, yeah. He's been awesome. Yeah, this he's year. been I mean, I, And I will say I ripped the guy a lot the past few years, and he worked on his craft last year, and his mm-hmm. leg strength has improved so much. He's yep. a threat on kickoffs. He booms him out of the mm-hmm. end zone more times than not. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I was a little worried about Spencer that. In. Yeah. I mean, that's all about yeah. Evans in, and I like. I was a big Evans fan 
Um, but yeah, JD's improved a lot, and it's been it's been awesome. And he was awarded Big Ten Special <clears throat> Teams Player of the Week, second time in his career. The other time was back in 2016 when he made the game-winning kick in overtime at Illinois mm-hmm. in Daryl Hazel's last win as Purdue's coach. Huge win. <laughs> Huge win. Yeah. So, uh, well, and be honest here. What was your confidence level when he lined up for that 39-yarder against the wind? Like on a wasn't good. Yeah, on good. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. I was better than I thought. I'm glad. Um, I was glad they got it up to the, around the four. Yeah. I'm kind of remembering. I felt better about that kick than I think it was the, play, the earlier that drive when they. I can't remember what it was. It might have been the, the drive before. Where it looked like we were gonna go set for a field goal, but it was like it would have been like a fifty yeah. some yarder. It was on that drive. Wind. It was on was the, the same drive. Down. Okay, we ended up going I for it. And David Bell, they got the pass interference call. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that we got like three pass interference calls. Yeah. yeah. Speaking after of that, after, after, after yeah. they wouldn't call it all freaking game, and they decided, man, it worked for us. But oh my, can, how, cons- consistency of the Big Ten refs. Kind of just talking about that though, like how bad like <laughs> a way to Northwestern to lose, to go down, get. I don't know how far was that field goal they missed. It wasn't thirty-seven yarder. Yeah, okay, it wasn't real Chicago far. kickers, man. Chicago kickers. Off, yeah, <laughs> that much. Doink, doinks it off the upright, and then how many penalties on that last drive extended? Three, three, yeah, at least. I think two pass interference and a hold, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, no. Yeah. So I mean, it brutality of being Northwestern sports fan. Oh right my now. gosh, that was. Yeah. Brutal. But. Yeah, on the fourth and four. That's where it was. A fourth and four when Purdue, I think Purdue called timeout. Northwestern called timeout. Minute left. It was like a fifty-five yarder. Purdue was on the third. Yeah, that I was like, "There's no yeah. way." I was like, "Please do not attempt this." And then when yeah. we got closer, I, I felt I was probably sixty <clears throat> percent sure. I mean, it wasn't great, but it, just it, it's more of the wind. That's something I was worried about. It was just the wind. Yeah, they kept even talking they, that up. Yeah, even yeah, when true, they yeah. were getting ready to kick field goal. I was kind of mad they went run, run. I kind of want to do one yeah. more pass and try to get closer. But mm. you take a risk of yeah. a, a batted yeah. ball or a mm-hmm. tipped ball, ricocheted, something weird. I mean. Yeah. I think it would have been Jack or Sindelar. It would have been absolutely. But yeah. I was a little yeah, worried. I was, just like, yeah. uh, um, I was a little worried when O'Connell spiked it with eight seconds left. I was like, oh, come on, like wait until like three. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to kick off and I was I was ready for a, a heartbreak when they start oh yeah the lateral yeah. and they pitched it back I'm like oh god he's got a lot of blood <laughs> got a comment here from uh, Travis Watchering said what up boys wish I liked Purdue to support this pod go Red Zyler yes sir big big off season for the Reds coming D.D. Gregory is coming home season. it's the season Yasmani Grandal coming home back to the Reds Travis is a Notre Dame football, Ohio State basketball fan, but we will not hold that against him. So nope. at least he likes a different Big Ten basketball team than a lot of Notre Dame football fans like. True. So. It's very true. So. Respect. Who's got, respect. A, who's got a tough game going right now, right? They're only up seven. They're up like seven. Yeah, North Alabama. Who, Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Ohio State plays Villanova tomorrow. Oh, sorry. I was referring to the other Notre Dame basketball program. <laughs> That'd be a good game. I'll say Villanova. Um, I will say, go back to the football game real quick before we uh, wrap that up. I will say the uh, one thing I was nervous about on the kick, I was more nervous about it getting blocked. Yeah. Or a bad so I wasn't really worried about really that. For whatever I, reason, I, I don't know why I wasn't worried about that. I feel like I should because our special teams have been pretty terrible this year. <laughs> but I just <laughs> I just was not worried about it getting blocked. I was worried about him just shanking it and losing that way. Well, and, and I was looking at Tom Deanhart's uh, report card of the game the other day, and he gave the special teams, I think, like an A- minus or a B plus. I would have gave him a worse grade than that because that fake punt was huge at the time. It was terrible. Oh, my terrible gosh. coverage. Yeah. Considering, we, considering we we run a very similar style, I don't know how you're not prepared for it, but he had all day to run. I mean, what? I wish we would try that once. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, that, that, the thing is, what we did do with I can't remember his name. It's not Cormier. No, Zach Collins. Zach Collins. Yeah, the whole reason to do the rugby punt mm-hmm. is to get him outside in case he has an option to run. Mm-hmm. So I figured our defense would, but but recognize if that. that if, yeah. if you do go back and watch that play, um, linebacker number ninety-seven. I can't pronounce the name. Seki, something like. That. Yeah, yeah. He came inside. The Northwestern announcer couldn't announce it either, so don't worry. He came inside instead of going outside. And right yeah. when he went inside, there was nobody there, and the, and the yeah. punter read it. So it was a good play by Northwestern. But oh, yeah. 
it was frustrating. Uh, besides that, though, I did think the special teams played good. Besides that, I thought the mm-hmm. offense played pretty well besides the two picks. Um, but like I said, I thought Aiden played pretty well, especially when his first reads were open. He was really solid. Yeah. But when his first read wasn't open, then he kind of panicked a little bit. But he did make two plays with his feet, which yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. So Mm-mm. Yeah, had the uh, the safety. Which was just, See, that I think was just bad. him, just yeah. yeah, just him panicking. I think that's all it was. I, I was a little upset with the play call there. I thought they should just kneel it and take it in the half, or just run the ball. Yeah, but I don't know. And I, I was, I was mad at the refs on the play before because that was not a block in the back. That was an awful call on that screen. But mm-hmm. is what it is. So uh, overall, a good win for the Boilers uh, mm-hmm. on defense. I thought Cam Allen played really well. Mm-hmm. Seven tackles yeah. on a pick. I think, he's got a, I think he's got a really bright future. Um, but and Nick Holtz now up to, I think, second in the Big Ten in tackles and ben. sixth in the nation or something. Did I say Nick again? <laughs> ben. Ben. Oh, ben. So, uh, Nick, would be, Nick would be first in tackles. He would. You're right. He would. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, But good win for the Boilers. Uh, you know, this team might be struggling record-wise, four and six, but I still – I still like watching this team play. They yeah, fight. they're enjoyable. They yeah, fight. It's, it's they fun. fight. They fight. So it's fun to watch all the young guys. It is just yeah. kind of improve every week. For how um, down on the defense I was, like ten minutes into the game, I mean they turned it around pretty quick. After, I mean, okay, they gave up six points after the first quarter, not excluding that safety. That not on them, but um, yeah, they they turned that around a lot. They do they a bend, good, but don't break. Yep, yep that's exactly mm-hmm. what I was going to say. They do a great job of bending, but don't not breaking. And I uh, see that holds up <laughs> against Jonathan Taylor, though. I, yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little. The one thing I was like slightly upset about is just I think there's kind of a pattern of that last drive. Northwestern had the ball when they came down and eventually missed the kick. I mean, they were moving it pretty easily. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't, for, there was a holding. I think right that made on first down for Northwestern that made it first and twenty. Nope. Kind of killing the clock, and that was the only kind of the only reason why I felt like Purdue was able to hold him to a field goal was that penalty alone because they even got mm-hmm. twelve or thirteen yards or something like that on the next three plays, but then settled for the kick. But that's a pattern this year. It seems like of where the defense has had a chance to make a big stop or kind of a game-saving possession like that, and haven't been able to really do it. Come up with that big play. And to be honest, we were pretty fortunate. Uh, Kyrie McGowan was hurt. Because, like I said, he ran. Yeah. He had 17 carries for 146 yards and a touchdown, but he got hurt towards the end of the mm-hmm. game. Wasn't in on that last series or two. So that yeah. that benefited Purdue big mm-hmm. time. It didn't really matter. I mean, they were getting like five, six yards of carry. So. I know. But he could pop Without him, yeah. yeah. But, hey, a win's a win's a win. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. take Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, on to Wisconsin, get the bye week, get some guys healthy. It, just a few more bodies out there would be nice. It would be really nice to have number four back. I just want to yeah. see him with number three. Give me <laughs> yeah. Rondell and David. Oh, man. But but also, I don't want him out there unless he's 100%. See, I, I'm really torn right now. Like, I would love to see him against Wisconsin, but I would like to see him way more against IU. <laughs> I want to see him against both. But, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, I, I've given up on Lorenzo Neal. I've just yeah. given up. I don't know. Hopefully, he's back in the Purdue uniform next year. But my guess is he's going to try to go pro. Oh, but yeah. how interested will the NFL be in a guy who hadn't played in a year? I don't know. But Coming off ACL surgery, yeah. But he could go to the XFL, I guess, <laughs> if he really wants to play that bad. I have no idea. So I can't imagine. I mean, coming from an NFL family, I can't imagine you'd want to settle for anything less, at least uh, at the yeah. start. But taking a risk, in my opinion, to mm-hmm. not play. But yeah. We'll see. And, and Purdue offered a uh, junior college cornerback today. I believe Purdue is his 27th offer. Yeah, he's pretty uh, good. <laughs> I forget his name off the top of my head. I should have wrote it down. But he's a four-star corner. Uh, that tells me, I mean, that's, you know, Purdue doesn't have room, really. So I, I think they know that some guys are going to leave. They, they've they offered quite a few JUCOs, though. And, I mean, if he's got 27 offers, and what I read about him was that they thought, like, Auburn was going to get him, and then, like, Texas A&M now, and now Auburn's, like, we don't know if they have room. I mean, there's a lot of big SEC and those type of programs going after him, and this could be just a shot in the dark where Brom's like, hey, if you're, you want to come be an instant in- impact player, like, here's your chance, but yep. Yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there is going to be some attrition with, I don't know if it's the recruiting class the guy's committed or if it's 
got current guys on the roster. I mean, they're always. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just they're kind of taking a shot and improve the roster any way they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we switch gears and talk basketball, you guys want to pick some uh, football games real quick? <clears throat> yes, sir. All right, around the Big Ten this week, we do have some. Uh, I'd say about two decent matchups this week. Got Michigan State coming off a big old 25-point choke job to Illinois, mm. traveling to rival Michigan, who's number 15 in the nation, and Michigan is 13-and-a-half-point favorites. Hmm. I think Michigan covers. I think Michigan State is struggling. I mean, I think, I think – who do they have left? They have Maryland <coughs> Rutgers after Michigan. Oh, okay. Or Rutgers yeah, so and Maryland. A, yeah. So they're going to back their way into bowl at 6-6. Six yeah. Six. yeah. Been there. I'll take it right hey. now. But. <laughs> Purdue has that chance. Uh, but they wouldn't be back in their way. No, they they'd would be not be. Yeah, they'd be, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, Evan. I got Michigan and, and covering. Yeah, I think they'll cover. Got uh, Indiana, 7-2, new, newly ranked. Uh, <laughs> making uh, Purdue now the longest Power 5 school that hasn't been ranked in the top 25 since 2007. Uh, I read I read the other day the last time IU was ranked, two days later uh, the sitcom Friends debuted. <laughs> that tells you how long ago it was in 1994. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Indiana is traveling to number nine Penn State, coming off their first loss of the year to Minnesota. I think they're going to be pretty angry. Penn State's a 14 point favorite. Indiana hasn't beat Penn State I don't believe ever, or at least there they've never won. So. Hmm. I would love to see Penn State win by about 40. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be pissed off. I think they cover easily. I don't know if they'll, co- I, I, they'll cover, but I don't think it'll be easily. I think mm-hmm. it's either right on it or like three yeah. points above. Yeah, I think it'll be 21. But, you know, Indiana fans are pretty happy, uh, which deservingly so. They're 7-2. Yeah, but their combined, buses, their, but. their combined record of all of their opponents, 17-49. and 49. All their opponents they've played. Yeah. So, and they've played us. Every team they've played that Purdue's played, Purdue's beaten. Yeah, except who's, now Penn State. So. Who's who's their best win right now? Like Ball State at Nebraska. At Nebraska is the best. Uh, okay, win. yeah. I mean that's a tough place to play. Yeah. No matter. And uh, speaking of Nebraska, they're coming off a bye week. <laughs> they're hosting number fourteen Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a fourteen point favorite. Um, I hope Wisconsin walks through easily just so they're not angry coming into <laughs> I hope they coast. <laughs> yeah, I think they win. I think they cover. I don't believe in Nebraska's defense at all. I think Jonathan Taylor just has a day. <clears throat> I think Wisconsin wins, but I do think Nebraska covers coming off the bye week. I think they they need to do something down the stretch if they want to make a bowl game because they still play Iowa as well. So I don't know. Uh, here's a here's a barn burner for you. One and nine UMass at one and eight Northwestern, and Northwestern is a forty four zero <laughs> point favorite. I, wow! No all UMass players like oh five my, eight. There is no, no way down. Northwestern covers because there's no way Northwestern scores forty. No, yeah. I agree. Uh, Northwestern wins. I mean, to three. I don't know. I mean, they all, they felt like they were about to score forty on Purdue, but <laughs> I think uh, they went like the twenty to three. I think that's what I they do. I think they finally get their second one of the season, <laughs> but they don't cover. And then we got number two, Ohio State at two and seven Rutgers. That line is I got fifty one. <laughs> I got 53. And I just want to say everyone laughed at me last week when I said they would cover, and they did, so they're going to cover again this week. They're going to hang another seven. <laughs> Easily by the end of the third quarter. <laughs> what's, what's been uh, – oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jim Delaney does, getting the last laugh on this one, isn't he? All the way to the bank. Does Rutgers finish this game? <laughs> They might go up and pick guys out of the stands and see if they have any eligibility left. Oh, my gosh. I, I agree, Evan. I think Ohio State covers. <laughs> they give the ESPN predictor gives them a 0.3% chance winning. I think that's too high. That is too high. <laughs> <laughs> they just get zero. It's just not happening. Oh, this could be awful. It's, it's literally if somebody likes horror films, watch this football <laughs> game because it's going to be a murder on the field. As, how much is Rutgers getting paid to go play this game? 
<laughs> the host is game. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It feels like they're getting paid. <laughs> they're like a Brian, Mac, they're like yeah. a Mac team. <laughs> Ryan Day's going to walk across the field after the game with a check and just give it to the coach. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got the (laughs) – that's pretty good one. And then we got the Big Ten game of the week, number eight, Minnesota, 9-0. Probably have to put some respect on their name now. Yeah. Yeah. At number 26-3, Iowa. But Iowa's a three-point favorite. Minnesota has not won at Kinnick in 20 years. I was shocked. At how Minnesota was able to hand, handle Penn, Penn State. That place was jumping. Yeah. It was nuts. I read a stat today. There was 16.5%, I believe, households in Minneapolis tuned in for that game. That's the highest out of a city all season for any college football game. Hmm. Hmm. I say 16 or 60. 16.5. That doesn't seem that doesn't, population in Minneapolis. That doesn't seem that high. Wow. I mean, I was thinking like, city. yeah, I agree. Maybe I'm just like, I was thinking like 50% of people. Right, yeah. And like, like in Alabama, like Alabama, LSU, like you're not telling me like Tuscaloosa wasn't like 100% in all. <laughs> the whole city was at yeah. the game or around yeah. the stadium. So so nobody was watching. It's true. It was on TV anywhere. Somebody was there. Yeah. So, uh, but who, who do you like in that game? I'm going to take Minnesota. Yeah. Just because I, uh, it's a win-win for me. If they lose, I'm happy, and if they win, I was right. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't believe in Kirk Ferentz, and no, in a, no. In a game, I feel like I don't, I don't. Like What's wrong with Ferentz? He's nothing for like twenty-five yeah, years. He's a good coach, but I don't think I think he's pretty boring, and I don't. He is boring. Yeah, I don't think there's much. I don't know. I, I feel like Minnesota is on a roll, and unfortunately, they're. I think they're going to be ten and zero. I feel like they're going to come in still with their heads real high, and Iowa's going to beat them. Okay. I'd be okay. And that just could be because I really don't like Minnesota. I, I'd be okay with that, Tim. Uh, but we'll see. I I, I don't know. Uh, so let's see. Nate Stanley's been really disappointing this year, so we'll see. What? Yeah, man. Uh, top 25 games. We won't go over them all, but let's see. Let's do a few here. Got number five, Alabama, coming off the loss to LSU. They're at uh, who I picked to win. By the way, Evan. They're at four and five. Mississippi week. State. Alabama's a twenty-one point favorite. Roll Tide rolls. Easily. This is gonna be. Uh, this is gonna be Nick Saban just obliterating his team this week, and they're gonna come take out some frustration. Well, I was listening to the radio this morning, and they were talking about one of his press conferences because they were asking people wanted to ask him about college football playoff and all that stuff and he's like said something about how they've had a certain stretch where they haven't lost more than one game in like I want to say like a decade or something like that so that's their whole focus like yeah they're not losing the rest of the way (laughs) Uh, Sheldon Coleman says PJ Fleck is using me as a motivation every week yeah you're probably right I probably should shut my mouth he's got Tanner posted on the the clipboard material Tanner you got clipboard Uh, (laughs) Yeah, knowing him, he doesn't even have a bulletin board. He has something weird or something. I don't know. <clears throat> Picture like a cutout of a canoe or something. How cool would that be, though? He, he's PJ Fleck. You see him on the sidelines. He's got like the bullet breakdowns. Like, these guys. <laughs> that would be awesome. That <laughs> these be guys great. say we suck. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did say today in, in his uh, interview with the college football rankings, they talk about every Sunday – they, they celebrate Saturday night after their wins. They celebrate Sunday again. And they bring up what people are saying about them neg- negatively. Uh, that's, then they high-five each other. They tell each other how good they are. Then they, <laughs> this is exactly what he said. And they zip up their leather vests, get ready to be coached, and move on to the next part. Their leather that's vests? Word for word, that's word for word what he said. Le- I am not making that up. Leather vests? Leather vests. Like, do they hop on their motorcycles next and burn out of the parking lot? Wild hogs, baby. I just have some disturbing mental images in my head of PJ Fleck and the leather vest. Man, how insecure do you got to be to focus on what other people are saying about you? No, that's exactly word for word of what he said, so... Um, I like Alabama to cover too. <laughs> circling back. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Minnesota, Alabama's going to be This is going to turn into a PJ Fleck, like... <laughs> 
dominated uh, he's podcast. Got, he's, got a, he's got to search for his name, find this podcast somehow. And just he's not Dan Dockage. Oh, sorry, did I say his name? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11, Florida, 8-2. They traveled to 5-4, and four, Missouri. Florida is a seven-point favorite. I was a little surprised by the spread. I thought it would be higher for Florida. Yeah. At Missouri? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's 5-4. and four. Yeah. Hmm. I think they cover. I think they take Florida in the points. I'm going to say Florida right at 7. I'll take Florida. They cover. I like that. Uh, number 23, Navy, 7-1. Travels to South Bend to take on the number 16, 7-2, Fighting oh, wow. Irish. Notre Dame is a 9.5-point favorite. God, I want to pick Navy so badly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Notre Dame even... always struggles with yeah. Navy. Yeah, I because they don't. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I think it'll be close. I'm gonna say Notre Dame by like three. I think I think Notre Dame barely. I think they cover like right at ten. I think Notre Dame by about thirteen. So I'll <laughs> say they cover. I I think they finish ten and two. I think they beat this. They win this game. They beat Boston College and they beat Stanford and finish mm-hmm. ten and two. But I still don't. I don't think that'll get them in a. New Year's Six Bowl this year. Oh, New Year's Six. Really? I say playoff now. Uh, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have to finish still in the top part of the rankings to get up there. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but I it's Notre Dame. They'll travel, so that'll yeah, that, yeah. That'll, that'll get a bigger ball just for that alone. One of the better games this week, if not the best game. You got number four Georgia. Georgia's in the playoff if it ended today. Eight and one at number twelve, seven and two Auburn. Georgia is a three-point favorite on the road. I think I'm still biased. No, go for it, Woody. I was going to say, I think Auburn ends their uh, playoff hopes. See, I was going to say the same thing. I'm picking Auburn. I just, I, ever since how this they dominated Purdue last year, <laughs> in my head is like, they are so good. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was, so I was watching the Giants the other day, and Slayton caught a touchdown. Uh-huh. I was watching with my dad, and I'm like, hey, oh, PTSD. there's the guy who killed Purdue. He goes, you got to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> the punter? Was it the punter? <laughs> uh, so, but that was that guy, Evan. I remember I looked at you like after the second play of the game. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, they're fast. <laughs> so, I, oh, so that's what they mean by SEC speed. Uh, SEC speed. Got it. When we, had, we literally had one, maybe two guys that could be on the field with them. Rondell. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Marcus Bailey, maybe. He had but we had to field game. 11 on the field, so it didn't really work out. I'm taking Auburn as well. Just why not? Wow, man. Hmm. Three upset picks there. Yeah, number nineteen, six and three, Texas. Hard team to figure out this year. Now, yep. Five and four, Iowa State. Iowa State is a six and a half point favorite. Kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Hmm. Who has Iowa State beaten? Uh, they lost. They, to, had... they lost to TCU by ten. They lost to Oklahoma by one. And they lost to Iowa by one. Yeah. Lost to Oklahoma State by a touchdown. Beat Texas Tech, beat West Virginia, beat TCU no, handily. They lost. Oh, I'm looking at Texas. Sorry, my bad. Texas lost, lost to, to Baylor by maybe. two. Uh, destroyed UL Monroe. Lost to Iowa by one, and beat Northern Iowa by three in three overtimes. I remember that game week one. Yeah. I'm gonna go hook them. I'm gonna go Iowa State. Then I'm gonna pick the opposite of Webby. I'm going yeah, hook them horns. Fine. Yep. Uh, let's see a few more here. Um, number one, LSU at Ole Miss. Ole Miss four and six. LSU is a twenty-one point favorite. They cover. Yep. LSU rolls. Big LSU. I agree. Right oh my they gosh! Cover. I love Ed Orgeron. Joe Burrow can start <laughs> doing his pose because he's yeah. gonna win the Heisman. I didn't. I forgot he was an Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. Dwayne Haskins. <clears throat> He's it was close, though. but he couldn't. Yeah, Dwayne's pretty good. Then you got your college game day game of the week, number ten, Oklahoma, who's eight and one at number thirteen, nine and zero, Baylor. Baylor's still not getting too much respect. Uh, Oklahoma's ten point favorites. I'm gonna pick Oklahoma just because I really want to see Jalen Hurts in the college football playoff. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna happen, but need some help. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I'll do Oklahoma, but I don't think they cover. I'm going to say uh, the Baylor Bears give them a game. A good game. I th- 
I think Oklahoma wins and covers, but not by too much. And then I think we'll see these two teams meet up again in the Big 12 championship. So. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, all right, you guys ready to talk some uh, boiler basketball? I know Webby's always, always ready. I don't know. It was kind of a disappointing week. It was a disappointing week. Um, started off and beat Wisconsin Green Bay. Um, I should probably get my notes here so I can get the score up. <laughs> we won the tall matters. Something like that, yeah. Uh, Sounds about right. We yeah. won. 79-57. Uh, newcomer, fifth-year transfer from High Point, Jihad Proctor, led all the way. All, led all scores with 26 points. Yours truly said <laughs> we're over 25 this year. So didn't think I'd nail it in the first game, but uh, you Matt t- Harms. <laughs> Matt Matt Harms uh, also contributed with 16 points. Eric Hunter Jr. 15. Aaron Wheeler 10. Not much to say about that game, really. I mean, Purdue won pretty easily. Yeah. Um, they get, they were they hung in there for for a while. Yeah. I feel like they were in there, but yeah, Jihad was awesome. I I think we're like him a lot this year. And then uh, Purdue uh, also had a home game Saturday against Texas. It was uh, to finish up the home and home from last year when we went down there and Carson put up 40. But we lost by four points. Similar similar result this time. Purdue loses by four points. A score of seventy to sixty six. Uh, Matt Coleman was a difference maker for Texas. He not is not only good. was he the best guard on the floor, he was the best overall player on yeah. the floor. He hit big shots whenever they mm-hmm. needed them. He hit big free throws down the stretch. He was found just, the open man. I mean, he was a great. His pick and roll yep. was phenomenal. He also had twenty two against Purdue last year. So, uh, he mm-hmm. likes playing against Purdue. Yeah. Um, just frustrating. Frustrating game. Mm-hmm. You're up five with two and a half minutes left with the ball. Yeah. And then your next three possessions, including that possession, all – Careless turnovers. All, all result in turnovers. Mm-hmm. And, and Texas took advantage of every single one. Yeah, and kudos to them. Points. I mean, as Painter said, you know, we kept the door open for them and they made the place to do it. I mean, they're an experienced team. Yeah, I, I, I was definitely frustrated with the game, but it kind of reminds me a lot of last year when we lost to Florida State, lost to Texas. They were they were all close games. We kind of just couldn't close out, and I was frustrated, but also I was like, man, we were right there, and I know a lot of the guys on the team played last year, but you got guys like Wheeler, Hunter, even Travion who are in roles now that they're, they weren't used to. They weren't looked at as they had to contribute. It was more of just filling the gaps while Carson and Klein get a breather. Um, so I see it's gonna. I think it's definitely a growing opportunity. I think it's it sucks because we lost at home. That's the thing. What sucks the most is just the fact that we just lost at home, um, so early. You know, it's one thing to lose, you know, in February in the Big Ten, but to lose your second home game of the season, that's what kind of stings the most. But after, I mean, I was annoyed after we lost, but I think afterwards I'm kind of like, eh, hopefully they can just take something from it. But it makes tomorrow's game even that much bigger because you don't want to drop two in a row. It was Purdue's first non-conference home loss <laughs> since they lost in the Gavit games to Villanova a couple years ago. First overall home loss since they lost to Ohio State at home two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it had been a long time since Purdue fans went home sad after watching the game <laughs> in Mackey Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, but it brought up that feeling again. I know we talked about it on one of our recent podcasts is the difference between you know watching a football game and a basketball game. Mm-hmm. I was – really upset that night but then come sunday i mean I, i'm still annoyed by it don't get me wrong even today yeah. or tonight when we're recording this but i was over it a lot quicker than i get over football losses because i'm like they got another big one coming up in a couple of days mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, like you that's... said it raises the emphasis on that game because mm-hmm. now this is a they need a win to get the confidence <clears throat> going again because they lose this one then you got to wait a couple of weeks till the vcu game to have another good matchup and mm-hmm. You can look at these tough non-conference matchups two ways. Yeah, they're tough, but they look great on a resume if you get the win. Yeah, I mean, like Texas, that win, whew, that's going to look good. I think that, they're going to be a pretty good team. Yeah, yeah. I think they won the NIT last year, didn't they? They did. Yeah, so they should be a tournament team. I hope they are. I'll be a big yeah. Texas fan for the rest of the year, hopefully. Shaka. <laughs> Which is win at. Yeah, I never want to play him again. No. Him or Chris Beard, stay away from Texas as yeah. a state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I think I just got. I was more disappointed in the fact that 
we had like 17 offensive rebounds. I think we only had like second, nine yeah. second chance points. There was just so many opportunities where we missed at the mm-hmm. rim, which I guess is also kind of like kind of helps me think, okay, those things can be fixed. It's not like we just couldn't shoot or whatever, but like we were just missing so many little bunnies at the rim. Um, this, I mean, stupid turnovers. Yeah. I, I didn't, I wasn't watching harms on that moving screen. Um, yeah, I just feel like I feel like part of what kind of gives me hope is just that there was things that we that killed us can easily be corrected, hopefully. But I was disappointed in Harms' play. Mm-hmm. I feel like he just got bullied and it really affected him. I think it took him out of the game, yep. and that is going to happen every game in the Big Ten. And you got guys, you got some big dudes in the Big Ten, so I was a little just yeah. I thought Harms and Wheeler were awful. Mm-hmm. Just to yeah. Put it, I yeah. Aaron couldn't buy a bucket. He couldn't even make a dunk. It just nope. was one of those nights. He missed two dunks. Um, yeah. One was really difficult, though. One was more of a missed layup trying to convert yeah. the alley. Yeah. yeah. Which I was frustrated by that. I thought we got too fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I was really frustrated with really when he had that fast break. And I think he had Hunter. Yeah, the three Hunter on. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he looked, like he, was gonna, he looked like he was going to pass it. I was like, he's going to pass it. Then he, like, I think he took too long to the side. Yep. And he went up for lip and just missed it. And it was just like, God, just pass the ball. Like, he can give it right back to you. How many times – I don't remember who did it, but how many times did uh, – like, it was like Sasha, or I know Boudreaux had at least once, where he, like, blew by. It looks like he had a layup, and, like, Texas blocked it from behind. Just because. That center was – Freaking yeah. good! Like he, he, I'm glad we got him out of the game. I don't want to know the Sims, end. Like if he didn't get yeah. two fouls, yeah, because he was he was athletic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll play a team with their athleticism or even their a uh, good set of guards that good. Michigan State maybe, but yeah. Um, but it's 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 rare to just looking at the stat sheet to see the home team out rebound the away team by like what, 13, 14, 15, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So we had 17 offensive rebounds. Yeah, have less only turnovers. Nine, nine second chance points. And lose. Well, I mean, yeah, the shot, shot 41%. I mean, no Dell Eastern, who's not a jump shooter, went three of 10. I mean, you know, those seven shots he missed were all five, like five feet and in. Exactly. He's got to yeah. finish those. Yeah, I mean. Because mm-hmm. you could tell he's still not confident. He did hit yeah. one. He did hit yeah, one. Yeah, one like, big like, like, turnaround. Yeah. I was like, okay, there we go. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the start of something. Eric Hunter had some big shots. Mm-hmm. Sasha no, was awesome. Yeah, first half. He didn't do much. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Boudreaux, yikes. Uh, just, <sighs> I don't yeah. think he's a four. I don't know if he's a Big he's Ten basketball player. No. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's I don't. Just, yeah, he's he's in a tough situation because yeah. he's a decent shooter, but you don't get a lot of minutes, so you don't want to come in hunting for your <clears> shot. <throat> but yet, if you come in and never shoot, you never shoot. Yeah, so that's yeah, you're right. I like you know, him. Just, I like him. I just don't oh, I, do, I, I, I do too. Yeah, I, I just don't know he can guard. He can't. He can't, he can't fill that Grady Grady no. Grady role. No. no, he's too slow with the four, but he's not big enough for the five. Yeah. It's just he's a tweener. A tough spot for him to be not, in. Yeah. yeah. I just hope that he can get some chances to kind of show off his hustle, which I know he has. That's what he's kind of known for. Hopefully he gets some chances to contribute because he needs somebody to because we got retroing two guys. I mean, that's Gillis was supposed to be that four. And, I mean, if he if, – He still could play. Yeah, I don't know. We're planning on retroing, but, I mean, that could always change if, if yeah. the season goes down. If, if you play him at all, their yeah. retroing's off. Yeah. It's a so. stupid rule. You get, like, football and be able to I'd, play some games. I'd uh, – I guess what I'd like to see kind of going forward, I'd like to see Hunter and Proctor be more aggressive. I know Proctor, was, mm-hmm. when he pushed it, I mean, he I don't think he was picking the spots a little bit, but, I mean, when he's aggressive, I really like what he can do. Like yeah. Hunter is the same thing. I mean, Hunter <laughs> gaining confidence. I mean, he ended up with 12, I mean, two of two from three, four and four and free throws. But, I mean, I think him, Eastern, and Proctor being aggressive and kind of driving, that'll help force because, I mean, they really didn't get the ball into the post. Texas was real arms. physical around the perimeter. Yeah. They were really No, physical. they were – I mean, Texas was good, but, I mean, they – the guards weren't trying mm-hmm. to pass down low. I mean, but so I think mm-hmm. they need to kind of soften I, up a little bit. I but. feel like that might be a, a struggle for this team, at least for right now, just because we're not – we never had – at least a lot of these guys never had <clears> to really do it because it was – a lot of it was all, you know, pick and pops with harms or pick and roll where it wasn't like we're actually trying to feed the post like we did with a Hammonds or a Haas because – the guys who were used to that are, are now gone. I mean, Eastern's the only one who probably maybe did that with Haas. Mm. But a lot of these guys, I think... Yeah, he's a pretty big guy. He can pretty much catch everything. Yeah. So I feel like that might be a little sort of just learning how to properly feed the post. 
at this level just because it's, we just something that those guys never did last year because we just that just wasn't our offense. Our offense was yep. give Carson the ball and watch out. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different team we're watching this year and last year, mm-hmm. which which shouldn't be new to Purdue fans. I mean, yeah. the team's been revolving and changing the last four years, but mm-hmm. definitely a different team. And I think it's a team we'll see get better as they oh, play yeah. as they get used to playing with each other as the year goes on, but. But this one tomorrow night's a big one. I'm not, I, yeah. I can't. It's kind of like last year too, lie. where we had we had a lot of great opportunities and didn't really cash in on really any of them. I mean, we mm-hmm. had the who did we lose to in Charleston championship game? Virginia Tech mm-hmm. lost to Florida State, lost to Texas. So it was kind of like we lost to Notre Dame, which wasn't got smacked by Notre Dame. Yeah, got smacked by Notre Dame. So we kind of like it was like okay, your only chances now are in the Big Ten. There's not a whole lot because. I mean, you only you know you had Michigan State. You only you only played Michigan once, blew that one badly. Um, some teams didn't turn out to be the, what they thought. Like you know, Indiana was ranked going into the tur- going into the conference, but then they went on like a thirty game skid. It seemed like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but and there's only so many opportunities in the conference. We know there's the bottom of the Big Ten is atrocious, so there's not there's you know fewer opportunities in in past years. So you got to take advantage of the ones that you can. But also, I feel like last year, even though our non conference was was bad, I think the uh, tournament committee really valued the fact that we challenged ourselves um, before the comp or in non-conference, and that paid dividends when we had the wins in the conference. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, going into the matchup with Marquette tomorrow, it's the part of the Gavit games. This is the same exact matchup Purdue played in two years ago up at the Pfizer Forum. I guess it was the Bradley Center then. Now mm-hmm. it's the Pfizer mm-hmm. yep. Forum, new arena. Uh, but Purdue is nine and zero all time against Marquette. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, that was really shocking when I when I when I read that. Uh, last time Purdue played up there, Purdue won eighty six seventy one. That was Purdue's last non con road win because wow. we lost at Texas and at Florida State that's last true. year. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So um, Purdue's got to know where number zero Marcus Howard is at all times. He is a scorer just like Carson Edwards, if not maybe even a little more of a pure scorer. It's yeah. hard to believe, but he is a stud. They don't have the Hauser twins anymore. Mm-hmm. One transferred to Virginia, one transferred to Michigan State. By looking at their starting lineup, their tallest guy six nine. Theo John, yeah. Yep, he's six a big, nine. He's, so a, he's a big guy. Hopefully, hopefully Matt Harms though can take advantage of that. Yeah, Andrew, you're a yeah, big basketball um, fan. From what I remember, um, yeah, from last year, I mean, obviously it was Howard, the Howard twins. I do remember Theo John just being kind of a big thug down low that I feel like is going to get real physical with arms and uh, hmm. could be prob- could cause some problems. Um, I don't remember him scoring real much that much last year, but I think he was just real physical down low. Um, yeah, he only averaged five points last year, but, yeah, five rebounds, two blocks. I mean, so he's um, – It'll be. I think that'll be a good tough matchup for Harm. So definitely have the length and size, but physicality uh, could be a problem. Well, I'll have to put in Travion against them then, mm-hmm. maybe matchup against them. But how are you guys feeling? Uh, any, what are your predictions for tomorrow? Sorry, I just saw the score that Evansville's up one against Kentucky with eight seconds left. Sorry to interrupt. Eight Ooh. seconds left. Yes, yes. Can we cut live. This would be one of the biggest. <laughs> this would be Get one to of the biggest. SEC Network now. Go, go, Purple Aces. Oh, yeah, 65-64, eight seconds left. Who's got the ball? Uh, I think Evansville does. Well, oh. They took, just took a timeout. This Sorry. would be incredible. This is number yeah. one <laughs> against little Evansville. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, so my question was, on that game. <laughs> <laughs> who do we put on? Who who put on Howard? Because Howard's 5'11", which I always thought he was bigger than that. Um, but Matt Matt said on his radio show Monday night, we'll put mainly Nogel and Eric Hunter on him. Mm-hmm. But he said, we'll probably put multiple Throw guys everybody. to get a shot yeah. at. Kind yeah. of like Purdue did against Steph Curry years ago. Uh-huh. And I, Can we get Chris Kramer back? Yeah. Please? It's, <laughs> that's all. I mean, he uh, he's going to get his points. You just got to make sure he gets his yeah. points on 35 shots or something. Yeah. Like. 15 shots. Now make sure he doesn't score. Yeah, I didn't score 35 on 20. He hit 40% of his threes last year on nearly 300 attempts, but also drew 180 fouls and made nearly 90% of his free throws. So I do like the flopping yeah. rule. I would. Yeah. Who was that? Yeah. Who was that freaking guard from Maryland uh, like three years ago? Trimble. Yeah. Mellow Trimble. Mellow Trimble. Every time the head fake, <laughs> I was like, 
Like, he would have been kicked out after like three games. Like he didn't play. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. You get one, you get the warning, yeah. you get another one. It's a, it's a technical. Yeah. So. Team technical. Yeah. Team technical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I didn't know it until mm-hmm. we played yeah. against Green Bay and they called warning, it against yeah. Green Bay. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, were doing I, that, they were doing that motion. I was like, what the heck is that? And I didn't realize the new rule of when you get an offensive rebound, the <clears throat> shot clock goes to 20 instead mm. of 30. I forgot about that. I it forgot that up thing. the game a little bit. They didn't do that last year? Not that I remember. That's an NBA rule, right? Like It's a shortened shot clock. Mm-hmm. NBA goes like getting, 15. Yeah, yeah, not 20. It's getting but closer yeah. and closer to being the NBA. They're moving the three-point line back. Eventually, it will be there. Um, I think pretty wins. I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a close one. That's gonna be a my, battle. My heart's just not gonna be able to take. But I think it's gonna. Uh, I hope we can score with them. That's just my biggest thing. Is just hope for a good shooting night. Um, I think it's gonna be Purdue seventy five, Marquette seventy. Marquette is a two point favorite. Bring it on! I, I don't. Outside of Howard, I don't think Marquette has much. And I, I have to believe, I mean, as long as Eastern keeps getting healthier, I mean, I was really get a little scared and he get hit. He got hit in the lower. Got hit in the junk. Yep. They're, the TV broadcasters were like, oh, man, his hand. All right, when I saw him hit, I know. I was, I was he, like, he got hit below the belt. I'm like, I don't think he got well, hit yeah, there. Yeah. And then they, like, after, like, five minutes of talking, I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean him and Sasha, they can get. I mean, kind of healthy, but I think I think Nogel is going to have to play well on defense, and if he can kind of lock down Howard, and which I think he can, I mean, I think he'll be ready to go, fired up. I mean, everybody knows Marcus Howard. I mean, I don't know how many he averaged twenty five last year. Um, hopefully, Nogel guarded Carson a little bit last year in practice. That's <laughs> what to expect from the guy's going to jack up from all over the place. Um, if he can keep him down, I think Purdue wins fairly easily. I am picking Purdue as well. Uh, going into a podcast I did yesterday, I was going to pick Marquette, and then I just flipped my mind. Uh, I'm going with Purdue by seven. I will say uh, 76-69. Do I have to give a score? You don't have yes. to give, give a score. I'm going to say Purdue uh, 75, Marquette 64. 75, what? You, you cut off there on my screen. Well, you cut off on my screen. Oh, yeah, you cut off on our screen. We all so. kind of <laughs> lost the feed there, so okay, it wasn't just I would me. I say Purdue yeah. by 11, 75-64. Double. All right. Update, Evansville's up three with six seconds left. Holy cow. Unbelievable. All right, we got to cancel and close out right now. We, we got to wrap this thing up real quick. Butler's <laughs> up 11-7 to seven on Minnesota. I did not know. I heard on the radio this morning, Butler has won like 52 non-conference home games. Straight. Nobody wants to play that. I don't believe that. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what the guy from the Indy Star who covers Butler said. Fifty-two straight non-conference home games. I don't believe you. Fifty-two non-conference. Mm-hmm. Yes. Games. Heard it this morning on ten seventy. The fan. They don't. They don't get a lot of good non-con games because nobody wants no. to win there. And they, no. they, play, they, beat, they had Florida. They beat Ole Miss last year. Yeah, they they got. Oh my, that was the worst game I've ever seen last year. Florida when Butler scored like seven points. <laughs> Who did they play last year? Evansville won. Unbelievable. Evansville. The wow. Aces. Wow. In Rupp Arena. Wow. Will their board say fire Calipari? Because imagine what our board would do if we lost <laughs> Evansville. The server would be burned to the ground by Brian Newbert. I mean, we we just went through the Elite Eight last year, and we got guys complaining already, so it's fun stuff. I've been a John Purdue Club member for 125 years. I've never seen it this bad. <laughs> Go back and wear your mustard gold turtleneck during a blackout game, guy. Uh, any any closing thoughts as we wrap this thing up? Just get the win. I like that. And then blow out Chicago State on Saturday. That's all I care about. I do like that. <laughs> I like that. So, uh, yeah, just get the win. I like that. And uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. Subscribe and listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast at. And, of course, the Boiler Breakdown every week is brought to you by Shroff Landscaping Nurseries. For all of your landscaping needs, contact them at 
2769. All right, boys, let's boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Golden Eagles. Boiler up. Tanner Lee here of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a follow on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Boiler Break Pod, and follow us on Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. And make sure to listen and subscribe to the Boiler Breakdown on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, Boiler Up, Hammer Down.